Hey, good morning. How the heck are you this morning? I'm good, Mike. How are you this morning? I am well. I just got off the phone with a woman who was playing the news quiz from the river. So I wanted to make sure <laughs> I wanted to make sure we get that right because I don't want to be uh, I don't want to be uh, responsible for the woman got so excited she stood up fell overboard and uh, now she's <laughs> and now she's not only soaking wet but she's really mad at me so 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 how are uh, let me just start again with uh, how are you and your family these days uh, we're doing we're doing good uh, everybody's healthy um, we're getting a little challenged with. Uh, you know, the school in uh, our area where I live, um, not the school itself, but daycare now has become a challenge. I, it's, I think it's probably predominantly going to be a challenge across many of our communities. Um, so, but I'm, it doesn't, de- I'm in the boat just like everybody else. Right. Well, and because you've got kids that will not be going to in-person school, I assume. Yeah, I have two older ones, which are easy. I have one younger one who's a second grader that um, my wife my wife works as well. And so um, the two other ones will be doing school, so it's kind of hard to leave a seven-year-old uh, on their own to do virtual without an adult present. So we're yeah. trying to figure that out. Yeah, six, seven, eight-year-olds. When you're in the first grade, second grade, your uh, attention span, oh, look, a squirrel. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> That's going to be tough. And then pretty soon that, uh, that seven-year-old's going to want to know what brother and sister are up to, how come they're laughing, and, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a little crazy. Well, I- I'm curious, did you hear the news? I only heard it once and have not heard a single word since that uh, in Minnesota the governor has opened the door for a little more research into hydroxychloroquine as a treatment for COVID. Do you know anything about that? No, I don't. I haven't heard, so okay. I'm not sure. All right. Well, I'm just I'm curious. And of course, the uh, the political cynic in me wonders, is this all going to end uh, at, after the election when suddenly we have all kinds of treatments available uh, and and the pandemic is under control and it's all due to our new president and a new direction? And, uh, you know, is what we're dealing with today, in your opinion, anywhere near political um, well, I think there's, yes, there's aspects of everything we do has some political component to it. Um, you know, I would hope that uh, institutions like Mayo Clinic and others in the region, you know, we're trying to take care of patients regardless of the political component to it. But uh, I'll leave uh, elected officials and others to worry about the, the politics associated with it. But, yes, it's very difficult to... Uh, sometimes separate the work that you need to do from the pressure of, of other things that surround it. I'm curious, have you had conversation with anyone uh, with regard to the colleges that have been opened and then closed? Notre Dame was most notably uh, open for school and then had to close because of the huge number of, of uh, COVID cases. And, uh, and then video shows up of people having parties and slip and slides and, and uh, all up close and personal, not masks. Does that make the wear a mask, it will help argument any easier or or what? Well, I, you know, wear a mask is obviously a, a great step in, in prevention, but, you know, we can't lose common sense as well. I mean, I think we all know the likelihood of uh, those kind of environments, uh, you know, can be challenging, to say the least, in terms of <laughs> reducing the risk. So, 
I mean, uh, until we get people to really, I mean, going back to school is a great thing as long as we follow sort of the guidelines that are being set in place by those schools. And um, it's a difficult task sometimes for, you know, younger individuals who obviously, as we've, I think, talked in the past, that have lacked the ability to, to be together in large groups and to have that sort of and want to have that fun at that age, and it becomes a very difficult scenario, I think, for those some of those individuals, and so I think we're seeing that um, play out a little bit. Right, and I hope that whoever, and I'm, I'm sure somebody, is researching why all these people got COVID. Of course, they're not wearing a mask, but would the same number or similar number have of college students doing all that up close and personal if they had been wearing a mask how many of them would not have contracted COVID? Any way to tell that kind of stuff, you think? I can't say for sure uh, exactly, but I, what I would tell you is that we've been very successful across the nation in preventing the spread when individuals have consistently used masks. And I think in that scenario, um, I'm, I'm confident that it would not have been as significant. But when you're inches away from somebody, um, you know, a mask is a great tool, but um, it, it depends on what you're doing with that individual. There are lots of other things that perhaps could could occur. That, sure. um, But if people kept their distance and kept the mask on, then yes, it would have been much less, if at all. Jason Fratsky, thank you for uh, speaking with us this morning, albeit briefly, uh, just helping people understand the research continues, the fight continues, and if you uh, pay attention at all, you can have a, a little better life and maybe get your kids uh, ready to go to in-person school. Jason Fratsky, Incident Commander at Mayo, thanks for talking with us this morning. It is always a pleasure. <music>